The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's Thursday, October the 15th, 2011, uh, somewhere near 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Uh, this is Jim Hedger Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And we have a social show for you today. Um, a lot of the news this week revolved around social media. And our guest, Yuri Kopik, is... Uh, from uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, marketing sales business development executive, uh, and a well, a, a developing lawyer who is helping large corporations and businesses develop social media policies. We'll be bringing Yuri on in a few seconds, but uh, before we get there, Dave, it's almost the Ides of October. How you doing, brother? I am. Uh, you know, I I'm doing fantastic. I was doing even better until uh, Brasco called. We started, uh, you know, having just a brief chat ahead of time, gearing up for this show, and now I got the Pet Shop Boys running through my head. <laughs> he does that to you, eh? Man, West End, West End Brasco. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, things are uh, things are great. Um, we do have a very social social media oriented show, which is, uh, I guess, it's good. You and I are fairly social human beings. Um, where where to begin though? I mean, there's there was well, you know, what when talking about social media, you want to get Google Plus in really quickly just in case it disappears before you're done your searches, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they 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 gained one new user. <laughs> oh, that's right, Eric Schmidt. Eric Schmidt just joined uh, just joined Google Plus. Yeah, <laughs> uh, kind of funny. You you. You've got to know you, he's not in any of my circles yet. No, um, you, you've got to know that that was in reaction to uh, to sort of the flack that Google was taking last week about um, you know basically you're telling us to and, and Schmidt doesn't have an account. Come on, um, you know which which I mean that's got to be true. Like you're on Twitter and you're not on Google Plus and you're a Google executive, right? Like there's <laughs> there's some. I gotta tell you. That that reminds me of uh, the brand character Ronald McDonald, who was actually played by a vegetarian who never eat a McDonald's hamburger in his life. <laughs> yeah, valid. Similar to that. Well, you know, it, 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 I, I suppose it kind of is. Um, of course, that's also how uh, you know Ronald McDonald managed to stay as slim as he did. Uh, <laughs> Eric should try. Um, <laughs> Google, you know, it just occurred to me. Google is like the McDonald's of like search engines. Eh? They have this like incredible core product, incredible incredible core base. They have the uh, most momentous lead in their industry, and whenever they try to introduce new stuff, um, you know, nine times out of ten, it sort of fails and gets you know put 
swept underneath the uh, the, the, the the soda pop uh, the soda pop fountains. No, it's very true. I mean, I, I view a lot of their products kind of like uh, kind of like the McRib. <laughs> it, 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 they they keep trying it occasionally, and everybody will jump and go, "Oh yeah, really, really liked that." And then they'll they'll have it, and about after about fifteen minutes, go, "Yeah, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth." And then, yeah, and then off they go. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's it's. Um, I don't even think that they've done. Well, I mean, obviously they've done mass, mass, mass amounts of uh, of research into things, but I don't know how they're doing it. It, it just seems, and, and and you probably know what I'm, I'm talking about um, related to uh, image. But we'll cover that in a second. But it, it's it almost seems like it's this haphazard. Hey, let's see if we can cram you know this this square peg through this round hole or or whatnot as they're as they're trying to piece it together. It doesn't seem to be this nice unified. Um, structure that they launched with, like if we um, look back to um, Facebook's launch when when it had come out. I mean, it had gone through mass testing. Tons of people wanted to get in on it long before um, they actually launched, but he kept it to schools and this and that, and really got this thing down to to at the time a, a perfect thing, um, and and then launched it. And it just seems every every time something new is coming out about G plus, it's like and and you're. You're now just you. You figured out this other thing you've got, and you're trying to cram it in there, right? And you're trying to do all this all this cross marketing rather than just creating this one, you know, great thing. Um, and I, I'm I'm not a big fan of the way they're doing it. Let alone, I mean, I've never been a huge fan of Google Plus. Like, it's a fine thing, love circles, etc. But I, I've never viewed it as something that was going to overtake Facebook by any any means. Um, and, and, you know, now with this sort of, let's try and cram this in here. Okay. Let's, let's, you know, now redirect, you know, uh, or not redirect because we, you know, let's start switching this over to, to a different thing. I just, I just don't like the way they're doing it at all. And I think as, especially now that it's open for everybody, it's not stuck to these developers anymore. Um, you know, and, and just sort of the, the first in people. And, and so we, we sort of hit this spot where it's like, and now it's open to the world and all the world is really going to get to see is, is you trying frantically to, um, you know, sort of piece things together, but not in this nice organized, um, kind of way. And I, I think they've gone about it entirely wrong and I think it's going to play against them. It, it already is. And it's going to continue to play against them. And I just don't see how they're, how they're planning on making this. Um, the next big thing in in social media. Yesterday, over at Search Engine Land, Danny Sullivan wrote an article on a uh, well, a memo that was uh, sent around Google. Um, the Google doesn't get platforms. Family intervention memo. You, you remember uh, a few years ago, um, Yahoo had the peanut butter memo that went around. <laughs> yes, I do. Well, a, a similar memo has gone around Google, although it's been received um, far better than the peanut butter memo was at Yahoo. Um, and the, the, I guess the crux of the memo, written written by um, Steve Yeggy, a uh, Google so- uh, software engineer, the, the crux of his memo is Google doesn't understand how to build platforms. And, you know, I, we've touched on this a few times. I've heard other shows on, on the network touch on this as well. Google Plus is supposed to be the integration of all these Google services. Um, earlier this week, uh, Picasso users were are now are now being directed to uh, Google Plus, as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, Google Plus wants to integrate with with uh, Gmail. 
um, Google Plus has influence over your personalized search results. So, you know, like Google Plus is like the foundation for a what should be the Google lifestyle tool set. But it's not. It was never introduced as that. Um, if that's what their intention is, the general public has no idea. And, and so, you know, guys like you and me who have to use the use social networks professionally, I'm, I mean, um, you, Dave, and, and any other SEO listing right now, how many clients did you get to add the Google Plus button to their pages? And, you know, then you have to explain to them now what. How is this actually affecting your, 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 your search results? And, you know, um, theoretically, intellectually, we can conceive of how it will affect search results. But, I mean, it's just so not sexy, is it? It really isn't. It, it's fortunately not a tough sell. It's funny. I just had this conversation, as, as you probably have with your clients, just had this conversation yesterday afternoon with, uh, with one of my clients. And he asked very much the same questions. Well, I'm not in it. And I don't care about it, so you know, and nobody I know is in it, so why should I care about this? Fortunately, I can usually come back with the very, very simple counter. You know what? It's never going to hurt to have some Google code on your site. <laughs> it's, you know, as far as Google rankings go, so your worst case scenario is you're telling Google we're drinking your Kool Aid, right? <laughs> At the very least, that's the message that you're that you're sending across. Um, you know, there there are some decent arguments for, but if your competitors have, you know, are, are plus wanting a whack and, and stuff like that, and you know, they're they're actually using this um, the way you know some might hope that this could play against you and stuff. So you you do need to keep up with your competitors. Um, it does, you know, although we should be watching our competitors all the time anyway. Um, you do hit that that sort of spot where it's you know what do you do? You can't be paralyzed waiting, right? So sometimes you just need to go. All right, well we need to just bite the bullet, get this thing done, um, and, and make sure we're doing the best we can do. And if it doesn't amount to anything, worst case scenario is well you've you've done it and you've shown Google, hey, we were willing to get on board with you. Um, and at Hmm? Unless you're one of my corporate clients bitching me out for having them devote six hours of development time to getting like Google Plus buttons on everything they possibly can, <laughs> um, I, had a, I had this like pretty big corporation in California um, add Google Plus buttons to everything, mm. and um, well, it's every every relevant uh, uh, document we want a placement for, and uh, yeah, I had to justify that last week when uh, you know the the the, the Departments, you know, release their their or write up their um, resource allocations for the month. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know how these be, I don't know how people catch this stuff. But a line item was caught, and uh, six hours of development time for questionable results is how it was phrased to me. And my thing was, well, you know, hold on, we'll see what Google Plus is going to do. And their thing was, where's our business profile? My thing was, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you you know, it, probably most of our listeners know this too. Half the time with with SEO, I mean, there's there's things we know, right? I mean, you know, we, and we've discussed those ad infinitum. But the truth of the matter is, fifty percent of the time, it's eliminating potential problems, right? It's like I don't know, but I know if I if I don't do this, it may be a potential problem, and if I do. Well, it may not help, but at least I know it's not a problem. So if we do hit an issue later or you do see your rankings drop or you want to tweak a little more, at least you can rule this thing out, 
as as something that needs to be added. So, um, or, or changed. Agreed. I'm glad those buttons are on the page. So I am, you know, regardless of the flag I might have caught for resource allocation, I'm glad those uh, buttons are on the pages. But I mean, you know, they bring up a good point, and I think every one of us needs to ask ourselves this because nobody, no site is perfect. I don't care whose site you are. Um, there is no perfect website out there. There's always 1% more in conversions or SEO or PPC, you know, landing page design, whatever. One one little thing more. Um, and you do get down, and especially, I mean, this was a larger corporation that, yes, they can d- debate um, resource allocation, but they had the resources to allocate to it, which is great. But then you do hit people where that was the six hours they had. So, you know, now what? Right, small business owners or something where they don't have big budgets and they don't have they can't just go we can we can do this and you know delay this it's we have to do this or this we can put the plus one buttons on or you know we can do link building right we've got six hours to go um, you know I, when when Yuri comes on in a few minutes I, I actually I want to ask him a question about you know prioritizing uh, resource resource investment in, in various social media um, and we're going and we're going to get to you Yuri we're, we're going to get to you but first. Uh, we got a couple more things in news, and you know, one thing I wanted to want to note was um, Rim's respectful three days of silence in memory of Steve Jobs. Um, you, you just don't see corporations doing that that sort of thing often. No, although I mean, they might have other reasons for just wanting to shut up, duck, and cover. But <laughs> well, yeah, like like screwing up a server switch in Waterloo, Ontario, and blacking out like seventy three million users around the world for three days. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, companies on the ropes. It's losing market share like rapidly. It's no longer the most popular mobile device in its home country, Canada. And um, you know, its shareholders are running around, are trying to find Waterloo, Ontario, on a map so they know where to take the pitchforks. Right. Um, <sighs> I have a BlackBerry and. My full service was restored sometime last night. Just remember when I was trying to go to sleep, and every couple seconds it came, bing, 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 bing. So I'm kind of annoyed today. <laughs> um, the nicest thing, nicest thing I can say is Rim was honoring Steve Jobs with three days of silence. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was uh, a beautiful on, thing. On a, more, on a more hopeful thing, Google's releasing its three-quarters uh, financial results, third third quarter financial results uh, in uh, about two hours. Yeah. Est- estimates on the street say they're going to make uh, $7.2 billion in revenues for Q3. Now, last year they made $5.5 billion in revenues for the same period. So that's, uh, that's kind of substantial in the middle of a, what, what, what appears to be a, a pretty rocking recession. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, is you always hit these funny things when you get the... Um when you get those types of reports, right? Because the instinct, and when I first saw the the predicted numbers, and we'll see shortly what they are, but you know there'll be something kind of close to that. Um, when I see it, it's like, oh, okay, well that's that's great news, you know. I mean, this is this is great for the economy, and then really thinking about it, it's like, or is this us changing, right? I have a, a much smaller. Uh, you know, budget to spend or, or whatnot. So are people just moving their online purchasing idea or moving their purchasing ideas? I'm not going to the store anymore and spending $100 on a pair of shoes. You know, I, I'm going online and I'm spending 70 which great for Google, bad for the economy. 
right? So at least local economies, right? And, and things like that. So, um, you know, is this a sign that, you know, is, is this a, a good reflection on what's going on with the economy? Not necessarily. It may just be that we're shuffling and actually causing more, uh, you know, causing damage um, to yeah, our own economies. That's a topic for a future show. And I, I, I'd suggest that that shift in, in, in purchasing... Uh, in, in how a transaction is made is actually, um, you know, a major effect on the overall economy. Mm. Um, perhaps, just perhaps, this is where all the jobs have gone. I mean, you don't need mid-level management anymore. You, as I don't even need, you don't need bank tellers. You don't need so much. So much gets. So many transactions, so many interactions, uh, communications between companies, between consumer and companies, are now happening electronically. Um, there has to be a billion-dollar value within the economy itself attached to electron- the rise of electronic communication. Mm-hmm. I'd love to find. I'd love to find a, a guest to do a show on that sometime. Well, I bet we'll do that then. We will, but. We're keeping a great guest who is a certified expert in social media waiting right now. We have to go to break before we get to Yuri Klepek. Um So, friends, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Armies Media and Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO. You listen to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stick around. We're coming back. We're talking social media policy with Vancouver Marketing and Sales Business Development Executive Yuri Klepek. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit the Internet Marketing Ninjas booth at PubCon 2011 Vegas or visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. Okay, Yuri, are you on the line with us? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes, very well. Um, Great. Yeah, Jim, are you able to get yourself closer to that Wi-Fi connection? Yeah, sorry about that. I just uh, fell back a bit. Can I get closer to the Wi-Fi? Well, no. Are you closer to that modem, possibly? No. Okay, I'm going to call you back in, see if it helps the call, okay? Hang on one second. Okay, talk to you in a sec. Hello? Okay. Do I sound better now? I think, well, it's got a little bit more muffled, but I think we needed that just to get the connection a little bit better stabilized. No worries. Yeah, it's coming in really... Really, uh, uh, cutting a little bit in and out a little bit. Not every word, but like bits of words. It'll be it'll be better next week. Okay. Um, Yuri, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yes, you do. Don't worry. It's Yuri. Yuri. Okay. Right. Hang on, everyone. We'll get back in in just a second. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. As you know, being an expert at f- What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f*** performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh! Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. WebmasterRadio.fm We're the coolest place around. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's Thursday, October the 13th. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And we're joined by Vancouver-based Yuri Klepek a marketing and sales business development executive with 15 years of international marketing experience. Now, Yuri is currently earning his law degree from American Heritage University School of Law uh, while earning a living helping businesses and corporations understand the impact and implications of social media. Yuri was introduced to me by my business partner, Alan Peck, who had Yuri as a guest on his weekly Twitter-based social chat um, a couple weeks ago, September 26th. Now, Yuri also publishes an unabashed blog on all things social media. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on Webmaster Radio. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, we had technical difficulties. I'm now talking on my cell phone, but we still have the extremely patient Yuri Klepek. Yuri, uh, so sorry for those technical, technical issues. Um, what I was asking earlier. Um, I got your We've had... Huh? Sorry, you, you saw the question in the chat room, but I just want to repeat it in case the listeners didn't get it. Yes. Um, we've seen several social media outlets establish, thrive, and, thr- and shrivel over the past few years, from Friendster to Orkut to MySpace to, uh, well, to Google+. Social media is a rather precarious and perilous place. Um, what do you think? A social media network, does, it, does, does, does Twitter have the same kind of longevity we've seen with, say, Yahoo or Google? Well, you know, with social media, it's, it's really difficult to say exactly like the character, characteristic of each platform. So um, 
when I'm talking to the corporations or to the new businesses who want to go into social media, I always ask them one question first, which is, what's your purpose of coming on social media? Do you want to increase the sale? Do you want to just give awareness of your brand? Or um, do you know what? I, f- I also ask them if they know what social media is. For me, social media is one huge billboard where you want or you don't want, you will be on that billboard every single day with your face, um, with your work, with your employees. So the, the most important for me to know is what is their purpose of going to social media and if they understand um, the consequences of social media in first place, right? Because a lot of people think that it's just chitty chat, but it's not, can make a lot of damages if it's not done correctly. Well, you help, um, you help businesses develop social media policies. And um, I'd just like to jump straight to there. Um, this might seem like a really obvious question. Now, there are obviously deeper legal and social implications to a business's social media policies. But why do businesses need to develop policies around social media and social communication? Well, social media policies, it's one uh, very important document these days, especially when, as you said, social media, um, it's growing every single day. I have some statistics, and uh, research was done a couple of months ago, and um, the research was telling us that three hours per day, an employee spends on social media uh, platforms, let's say Facebook or Twitter or even now Google+, to post and to update his personal updates, right? So if you now, if you now calculate and say three hours per day, that's 45, uh, 45% of his working hours per week. So social media policies are good in, in a matter of protecting the employee and as well as the employer against any abuse from both sides, right? But people, when they hear policy, they, all, they almost get um, always very scared and they think, um, oh, they want to give me some rules, what I can do and what I cannot do. But it's, it's a bit different. If you train people on social media policy, then they will understand why you are protecting them. Well, what are, okay, so I'm an employer. Yes. Um, I have six employees. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a relatively small business, but what, what exactly am I protecting my employees from by producing a, a social media policy I expect them to follow? What you're protecting them from. For example, um, I had a client um, who was trying to fire some, someone in his company and they couldn't reach him. So in a good manner, he was sending him a letter through Facebook. And... <laughs> Yes, I know. I know. Sounds really funny, but what's happened was that on the end, the employee took the employer um, to the court and got a lot of a lot of money back from employer just for a simple step that was done completely out of stupidity. So that's the one of the case. That's the one of the aspects. Another of the aspects is. You protect your employees as well from being legally implicated in anything. Uh, for example, um, if you give them in a social media policies, if you tell them that they're not allowed to post anything uh, related to their business on their personal site, um, 
meaning they will respect that. So if something goes wrong with the company, they will not be legally bounded to their personal accounts. Um, there is many aspects that you can protect them as well, like from the, from the perspective of privacy, for example. You teach them in social media policy how to set up the privacy um, settings because none of the people um, or a very rare amount of people even know um, what are the privacy issues. Like recently, if I don't know how much you, was, um, you are aware of uh, Facebook scandal, for example, with the cookies, right? Um, the cookies that they were uh, tracking your activities um, after you logged out of your of your uh, Facebook account. That's a huge issue right now. And as far as I know, I was talking to a couple of my colleagues from um, from the law firm in US, and it will come out as a new law because this is a serious issue. I mean, the security is in question. And now imagine you have an employee at home who. Um, who works on your files and it's not aware that uh, it's an issue with them cookies and can be easily tracked down. All the, all the confidential information on the computer can be easily tracked down through, through unawareness of, of some privacy settings. What what would you say like when when you're doing this information for people and, and when you're doing this these training and, and helping to set policies, what percentage would you guess, and, and what are the main issues um, related to protecting employees, um, such as, as some of the ones that you've discussed, versus protecting the corporation? I mean, you bring up that 45%. Um, as an employer myself, that I would deem almost as theft, right? I mean, this is, you know, this is time that you're doing personal stuff, and, and, and it's time that I'm paying for how large are these are these issues, and, and how much protection of, of each of each grouping is is really needing needing to be there in a standard environment? I know every company is different, but in, in a standard environment, what are some of the main issues that we deal with, other than this sort of blanket forty five percent of people wasting their their work time uh, working on their own personal Facebook page or, or Twitter accounts or whatnot? In majority, what we deal is with the with the comments, uh, with the blog posts. Um, employees usually do have their own blog posts and they don't have disclaimers on, uh, which I always suggest everyone who's having his own blog post, please put a disclaimer on. These are my own thoughts, not related to my employee, uh, to my employ, uh, to my employment. Uh, that's the, one of the biggest standards because people like to discuss the problems, right? That they're related in the industry and then somehow get involved their company in, um, there is many of harassment issues. There is many of complaints on being crude to the customers. Um, even the sexual harassments are done. Um, um, there was um, an issue that I am aware of and was in Toronto. Um, was on the one of the university. The, the one of the teachers uh, was taking the pictures of, of the students half naked, having them on on uh, on his school computer, but the problem was that the school never had um, a social media policy. And what's happened when they went on the court of law? He was protected by the Privacy Act, so oh he was not charged with anything. So th- there is there is not just like how much the, how much time some spent on it. It's more from the perspective of what they can share, what they can say, what they can comment. Um, Let's say let's not discuss 
oh, we just got massive layoff right now in our company. And that's going to the viral news sometimes. And it's just a small comment that it's physically unaware. I would not say that it's much about the policy itself. It's more about that um, a lot of companies has social media policy, but where they're lacking is that they don't train the people on social media policies. I mean, if you don't train them, means social media policy doesn't exist. You can't be legally bound behind it. Or even I saw instead of contract, people giving social media policy to sign as an employment contract, which is completely wrong. I mean, social media policy doesn't give you um, enough weight that you would that you would be able to fire someone just because he put one stupid comment on. It's many aspects in this social media policy that needs to be explained from the procedures, what will happen if you break social media policy, what are the consequences if there is a loss of profit for the company because of your actions. I mean, there is so many issues, but it also depends from, from the industry to, to the industry, depends from the company to the company. If company works only on social media platforms, then different social media policy needs to be in place. You need to, you need to, um, to tell or you need to know which department has more power than others, how to react in crisis, how to react when it's coming to the massive firing, how to react when there is an issue between the employees and they're trying to sort it out through the Facebook account, which is often happens, or on LinkedIn, um, uh, slammering someone over the LinkedIn, uh, unlawful unlawful acts, even fraud was done through some company's account. So there is so many, many aspects that needs to be covered, right? It's not just three hours per day what people spend on it. Well, it, it, it sounds like the environment is evolving much faster than, say, our thinking about the environment or our ability to define the environment. I mean, you've, you've just defined... I was going to ask a question what areas or issues should be covered by a corporate social media policy, but clearly you could take two hours to answer that question because there's just so much in there. Um, how is, in, in, in the field of law, how is this thinking evolving surrounding social media? Now, uh, social media, I mean, there is no specific law to social media yet. I mean, we don't have social media law. We have some guidance. It's it's quite tricky because usually what's happened when people get fired because of social media. So I always I always recommend to to have someone to look into your um, to look into to your social media policies. A lot of companies are writing social media policies by themselves and they and they include some un, unforceable terms into social media policy, right? Um, so it's just to understand social media policy is just a part of a package that you need to give to them, um, to the, um, to the employee or to the employer. But there is one good point that you need to, that people need to understand, especially it's usually comes from the employees when I'm talking to them, they're saying, yeah, it's good to have social media policy restricts me, but nobody else, not the owner of the company. And I said, see here where you are wrong. Social media policies, once it's, once it's written, once it's put in place, applies to the CEO of the company and applies to the last person in your company. 
So CEO cannot go out and do things that are written in social media policies prohibit things. Um, so, uh, but now going back to the law, uh, I would not touch like some specific aspects of the law because people might take it wrong way. And you know, there is a disclaimer. Mm -hmm. I can't really give you a legal advice over the phones or over the internet. I mean, <laughs> no, it's, it's happened. It's happened to me in the past that I answered a question and then comes everything back because people, people don't understand correctly. When, when it comes to the law, you need to be very specific what you say, which terms you use because terms in law are really, really different from the terms that we are using right now on your show. So I would stay oh, away. Absolutely. But there, 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 is like, there is a part of employment law that's covering social media. There is part of privacy uh, acts that's covering social media as well. So, um, and any other policies that you're having inside the company, right, um, they can be covered. Well, I asked you. I asked you a few moments ago how the legal uh, field was reacting to social media. Now, I'm, I'm curious: should nation states or should like um, provincial or, or state jurisdictions should should they create policies or legislation surrounding social media? I mean, it would be nice, right? But the problem is, as I said, social media policy it's adopted to every to every company. So, I mean, we would have 10,000 acts out there to, to cover every social media policy. And the problem is that social, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, but I, a lot of time I compare social media to HIV for a simple reason. HIV is a virus that mutates nonstop, and so is social media. It's mutating every single day. You never know what trend will be tomorrow. So it's very mm -hmm. difficult it's very difficult to, to put a law in place for something that is so mutating nonstop and it's changing every single day. We have every single day some new platforms. Every single day um, there is something new out there that should be later adopted into the law. So the best place right now to regulate somehow is social media policy, right? Okay, well, we, we do have some... Uh some things that uh, surrounding social media that are, in fact, covered by law. I was reading on, uh, on your blog at uh, yurikhelpit.com, uh, mm -hmm. the two-part series you wrote about Cloud, uh, one side questioning Cloud's accuracy and its claim of being the standard of influence. But the other part of the series, you raised some really serious issues about Cloud and personal privacy. Um, and I don't mean to pick on Cloud here, but you, you point out some specific stuff. What, what are your concerns regarding Cloud and user privacy? Well, my biggest concern is uh, with regards to the Cloud. I mean, if we are going now to the Cloud, was physically, you get a profile out there with a score number on it. Um, I do understand they they pull out the information from the public uh, from from the public information. But I do not agree that they can um, that they can give you a style name as a celebrity, tastemaker, or or a socializer, and I don't agree that everyone can have an access to those informations when you're putting a lot of credits to those scores. Um, cloud was going out saying that human resources should use a cloud score. Uh, that the company are looking into your cloud score. I mean, uh, they're saying that they're standard for influence. So when you say to me I'm a standard, 
please explain to me how standard works, how you get that score together. Explain to me from where those informations are coming from. You need to be more transparent. What I'm lacking in cloud, it's a transparency. And there is no, no possibility to output the, the cloud profile if you don't physically go and back them. I want to be removed from your profile. I think that's really wrong. Uh, shouldn't be done on the way that it's done. And I know, yes, there was a lot of comments because people people like to see them, them, the influence, right, of themselves. But I think that, I mean, entire cloud, it's a bit wrongly presented. Um, I'm saying influence is really not number of followers, number of retweets, number of replies, number of books that you read, number of comments that you got or that you make. Um, influence is something more than just clicks and likes on, on, on social media platforms. Social, uh, I mean, influence for me is when I, I influence someone, when I know that he thinks now on the way that he wouldn't think bef uh, before listening to me or that he would not done the things without of knowing the things from me. It's a bit different than just honestly clicks and... Um, well, totally. Just, and as you noted in your blog, as you noted in your blog, um, clout in no way measures click intent. You know, is this a purchase click or is it going to look at pictures of kittens? What is really more influential, right? You know what, it's, 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 I mean, I had a lot of conversation with Cloud um, about it. I mean, they don't like what I write uh, because I call them out because I, if you, you saw my blog, I said that 2,000 companies physically unlawfully accessing my, my informations. I never gave them rights to access my Cloud informations. There is a lot of issues in, in their privacy act, to be honest. Um, but they just don't want to take it seriously because it's U.S., they will get away. But one thing is in Europe, the privacy, it's a huge issue. And in Europe, they will not get away with the, with the way that they're doing business right now. But now, now relating, as, as you'd commented, that, that we can't deal with, you know, you, you can't necessarily, you know, click intent and things like that. I mean, to, to Clout's defense, isn't that the basically the same as we face with, with virtually all the metrics. I mean, you look at the green bar for page rank in Google or, or, or backlink counts on, on, you know, whatever, Yahoo or Majestic or, or wherever, or even your analytics. And, um, I mean, yes, these are numbers, and these are abstract numbers that we're being given as a representation of, of what, our, what our site is doing without the same context, with the same limitation clout has, where it doesn't necessarily have the, the context of, you know, the green bar may be a six or it may be a three, but that doesn't actually determine what the value of, of my website is to the user. So aren't they kind of in the in the same spot as, as even Google is in, in trying to provide metrics? It is, but it's a different metrics. You're playing with the person, right? I mean, uh, you know, you need to understand that there is many of users that they don't know that they're having a cloud score because they're not registered by which user. You cannot access my Google Analytics if I don't grant you an access to it. Let's be honest. You can go on Alexa ranking and you can see my rankings. But what my problem is and why I was so upset with regards to cloud was because I was in a chat a couple of weeks ago on Twitter and we were talking something. They were, they were talking about cloud and I said, guys, it's just a marketing agency. Nothing else. They try to sell a product. They try to sell advertising in, in different ways. 
which is true, we all know that. But the girl came back to me and said, Yuri, you are right, but I went and applied for a job, and one of the questions was my cloud score. And I said, that's wrong. It's simply wrong. I mean, probably the human resource department who asked her for a cloud score, it's probably the laziest one ever because they were looking at cloud score. And believe me, they don't understand what amplification is. They don't understand what network score is. And they will just determine based on a number. It's wrong. It's, it's, it, it's wrong. A cloud went out there and, you know what I mean? If you're looking into the comments of the people, I mean, yes, it's a joke, but they went a bit too far. Like, for example, I don't know if you saw a cloud, um, a cloud ads a couple of weeks ago on, on Facebook saying, would you date a person with a lower cloud score? I'm sorry, but that's a racism. That's a racism. Or, for example, I got an answer for the, from them. I asked them, I said, my cloud score went down for three points in a period of 24 hours. Can I get an explanation why? Their answer was, because you got engaged with less influential people, meaning with the people with the lower score. So I said, wait a minute, so you want to change now the landscape of a social media, so you want me to start to be a racist, to, be, to determine people based on a cloud score with who I would talk and with who I shouldn't talk. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's explained in a wrong way, and that's why I'm so angry. Not angry, but I don't agree with their, with their explanations. But they got now the competitor, which I'm really happy, uh, completely transparent with the full privacy settings, shows you everything what you do, even um, rank you by the community, and gives you even a possibility to show you how to improve your cloud score. And the one good thing is that cred, it's the, the service is called CRED, and the CRED is doing is that gives you a possibility of increasing your um, generosity. So more you engage with the people, um, higher score you will get. Now, what, uh, you, you'd, you'd mentioned a, a competitor entering in. Um, a, who, but B, what, you know, you, you've listed off a few, a few problems with Cloud. What would you do different if you were building up a, you know, your own metric system for determining social? I mean, you, you touched on a few points of, of community and, and things like that. There, there's, of course, going to be some problems you hit, um, you know, much the same as and, and going back to a page rank does where, you know, a link from a lower page rank site get, passes me less and, and, and that sort of thing, but doesn't reduce me as, as it does or, or as your example is with Cloak there. What would you do? in this environment? How would you gear um, a proper metric? And, and it may have nothing to do with, with the actual metrics. In creating a, a social, determining whether a, a social media campaign is, is successful, what would you look at as the metrics that, that you'd be watching? Um, I do watch into the metrics, but I don't. I take more things into account. Um, for example, um, I would rather see that I, when I look into some metrics, I look into the metrics of community. You always need to, to you have a goal, which community you will, you will um, attract uh, to your product. So look into the community. Don't look just into the numbers. Now, if you're going back to the cloud, you can see that, let's say, if you're influential about social media, I don't really see in those numbers how influential in score number, like I don't see your score on social media only. I see general 10, 12, 13 topics that you're influen influential on. I mean, you know what I mean? And then, then as well, I mean, 
they're talking about more content you create, more influential you will get. Yes, I agree. But now, how much of those of, of the content that you create, it's really your original content? And how much of the content is just the content that you share from another, links from another website? Because that doesn't make you really very much influential if you just share the links. Um, you know what I mean? It's a different perspective when you're going into the metrics. Um, I would go definitely, I'm definitely looking always into the metrics by the community, by the subject, by the topics. Yuri, there's a, 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 a wealth of topics we can cover in the next, well, unfortunately we only got two minutes, so I'm afraid I only have two, two questions for you. Um, do you speak at conferences? Do you, uh, do you get out of Vancouver and, and speak in public? I do. Um, I'm doing next year a conference in UK and in Middle East. Um, and for this year, uh, yeah, it's in, and in Toronto as well. Um, I can't put the names yet out because they're not all confirmed yet. But yes, I do uh, conferences. And uh, next year, I will most probably talk a lot about social media policies and online interests, how to measure. Are you going to be at uh, the Socialized Conference in January in uh, Toronto? Yes, I will come up. Yes, and Excellent. but I'm going to be moderating. I'll be moderating a few sessions, so I look forward to meeting you there. Um, if uh, if any of our listeners um, have you know small businesses or large businesses and they want to develop corporate media or corporate social media policies, um, how do they get in touch with you? How do they engage your services? Well, physically, um, what I do, they can get in touch with me through the LinkedIn or my email address or through, the, through my website, um, and then we take it from there. I mean, it all depends, like, honestly. Um, i done over 200 social media policies, so I have uh, quite a lot of, of documents that I can offer. Uh, usually what I do, I advise them how to implement the social media policy. I do write them for them, but uh, I do on an engagement level, which means I fully put them into the, into the whole process so that they are aware about every step from A to Z so that we are completely clear because it's not enough that they just get the documents and sits on the table. Well, uh, Yuri, uh, you're a most patient guest. I again, I apologize for the technical difficulties we had earlier. Um, and thank you so much for joining us today on Webology. No worries. Thank you very much for having me, guys, and have a nice day. You too. Uh, friends, if you uh, need a social media policy, if you want to learn a lot more about social media or you just want to read a really cool blog, go to yuriklepek.com. Um, you want to get a hold of Yuri, go to google.com and type in Yuri Klepek, uh, J-U-R-E-K-L-E-P-I-C. His LinkedIn profile is going to be the first step in the book that you see. Touch with him, engage with him there. Uh, Dave, we're, uh, we're out of time, but we have SEM Synergy coming right up, right up behind us after the news break. Um, I guess I'll talk to you next week, huh? I look forward to it. Okay. Friends, you've missed one policy here in the next video. This is Digital Media and Communication. We're going to talk SEO. Uh, this is Tom Schell. We'll talk to you next week.